and said to him, in fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself, put on other clothes, and went and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night, and he said, please conduct a seance for me. And bring up for me the one I shall name to you. Then the woman said to him, Look, you know what Saul has done? How he has cut off the medium and the spirits from the land? Why then do you lay snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Now, that's very bold for a man of God that know God and still wanted to deal with this familiar spirit to tell him something. Any of us as Christians, we got some type of evil that we got to get out of us. Then the woman said, whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said to her, Be not afraid. What did you see? And the woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit ascending out of the earth. So he said to her, What is his form? And she said, An old man is coming up. And he covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Now Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me, and does not answer me anymore, neither by prophet nor by dreams. Therefore, I have called you that you may reveal to me what I should do. Now, this man going to another man of God and called him up and sermoned him up and going to tell the woman, oh, God's going to take care of you. Now, that's bold. I couldn't do that. But this is how people are, and this is how spirits use people. Now, this spirit, familiar spirit, is using Saul, and Saul know that it was wrong. And the witch say, wait a minute, you King Saul, you got rid of the witches out the land. And then he's going to speak on behalf of God. See, spirits don't play fair. They don't play fair at all. Then Samuel said, so why do you ask me, seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy? And the Lord has done for himself as he spoke by me, for the Lord has Torn the kingdom out of your hand and give it to your neighbor, David, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore, the Lord had done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with you <coughs> into the hands of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your son will be with me. The Lord will also deliver the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Familiar spirits 
is designated a specific type of evil spirit. It is classified because of its chief characteristics being familiar or familiarity with a personality, with a person, with a race of people. It is a relationship. A familiarity is with a person or a personality. For example, the woman Paul encountered in Macedonia had a familiar spirit that gave her powers of divination. So familiar spirits can give you other powerful spirits to assist you in knowing a person's problem, intervening. That's illegally because the Holy Spirit is supposed to do that. The familiar spirit is a counterfeit of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you can see that in Acts chapter 16, uh, verse 16 through 18. Familiar spirits are common practices in spiritualism and in witchcraft, but their activity is by no means limited to a person or practices. So obviously occult and evil spirits and personalities have the capacity to relate to one another. Likewise, a person can form a, develop a close relationship with an evil spirit. Children do it by talking to dolls and naming dolls and talking to the little doll and the dog start. I, I did a case in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Still team in, still team in. Uh, Rodriguez Baker, thank you, is writing out the scriptures for people. A lot of people have been texting me saying, well, you're going so fast. I got one of my uh, brothers in the Lord that's with this ministry with me, U.S. Army. Congratulations. He's going to Kuwait to work for the federal government for security. When a person forms a relationship with an evil spirit, sometimes children do that by talking to a doll. And that doll will communicate. That demon will hear that. See, the spirit realm is very, very sensitive. And it can pick up those who don't know him. Who's him? The devil. The devil don't care about any of us. And see, Jesus gives us the authority to block these spirits. People need to be talking about this more in church than uh, men's day, uh, a men's meeting, uh, woman's day. We didn't have enough of that. We got evil spirits in this world destroying people. The earth is getting violent. The Bible says before Jesus Christ come, according to Genesis 6, 11, and Matthew 24, it's going to get worse. 2 Timothy 3, 5 shows how worse it is. 2 Timothy 4, 1 says that there will be doctrines of devils that's coming across the earth, bringing false doctrines, another Jesus, name it, clag it, tag it. I'm highly favored, prosperity doctrine. The Lord going to buy me a plane, a jet. That ain't in the Bible. See, these are spirits, doctrines of demons that's doing that. When a person forms a relationship with an evil spirit, which can be done either willfully or through ignorance, he then has a familiar spirit. Communication is the chief characteristic of a familiar spirit. The spirit responds quickly to the sermons of the medium. A medium such as the witch of Endor, whom Saul consulted, was in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 7, was considered the go-between, which forms a communication between the earthly world and the demonic realm. Thus, anyone who becomes a channel of communication for an evil spirit is a medium and that's the person that stands between them they get in the human body and they allow the demons to speak through them clairvoyancy christians you do not need to be doing that 
We don't need no demons to help us. Jesus told every demon, shut up. I don't need you to be, be muzzled and tell no one what you saw. He, didn't, he never gave no demons permission to go help him in his ministry. And a medium is, is in the between a, is a human being that's allowing a demonic spirit to speak through that person. And that's very dangerous. He has a familiar spirit. Conversations with demons and teaching others using this information is given to you, which is speaking directly to demons is a form of channeling. A person who has a familiar spirit serves as the vessel that contains that spirit. The spirit indwells the person. The person who has a familiar spirit is demonized, not even knowing it. And always presence of one relationship with a familiar spirit cleaves to the person. Usually the one having a familiar spirit believes that he has spirit uh, control and that he knows whether good or evil, when yet this is a demon in him act, making him act like that. He and every believer should not allow a familiar spirit to enter into their body. The Holy Spirit tests the spirit, according to 1 John 4, 2. This person have a familiar spirit may not recognize that it is a spirit entity and that it is having a relationship with him or her. He may think that these experiences are within his own imaginations and fantasies, or he may believe that he has contrast of God's spiritual realm. A familiar spirit may make you really believe that you're serving God. You're not. Now, we're going to move into another spirit. This is heavy. This one is heavy in most churches, when you're organized, when you're around a lot of people, uh, not around soldiers. Uh, U.S. military won't do this here. You know, uh, they clean that. That's why you got special forces, army, and boot camp to get all this out the way so you can deal with the soldier. But in Christianity, you get saved and you don't know where the person at. You don't know what they learn. Or you'll find out when you start seeing some of these spirits manifest in them. And we're going to deal with this one, the spirit of jealousy. This spirit manifests through a jealous disposition, attitude, feelings towards someone causing uh, vengeance. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 15, mentions a root of bitterness. When seeded, possibly a seed of hurt, contention, or someone that may have hurted you or plant a deep wound hurt in you brings bitterness and heaviness. Now, when this comes, it eliminates the liberty that God has given you. When you allow a spirit of jealousy upon you, there is no liberty. And the Bible says, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Thus a root of bitterness grows out of the seed and becomes jealous, heaviness, and anger. Then what happens is the strong man's spirits can secondarily affect the person by establishing other spirits within this spirit to bring confusion and chaos with this individual. We're going to deal with the perverse spirit. Now, God has been showing me a lot about the spirit of perversion. And he sent me back when I was a young man. I've been, I was around a lot of grown men and uh, in Mobile, Alabama, we all like hung together. And the guys on the corner would just look at the girl. Oh, man, look how fine she is, man. Ooh, boy, she's fine. And, you know, everybody sat there. Oh, man, brick house, stack house. And this opens doors to loss 
when you're a child, when you're a young man, and this perverted spirit gets in there through that, through the imagination of hearing older men. That's what happened to me. Now, God showed this to me. I'm 61 years old. I'm 18, 19 with Gene Malone, and my daddy come home from Vietnam War. I'm sitting there with him, and he give me a drink. Still going to be a, a girl, Ruka Bar. You know, because I played Trump and had long hair. I said, I'm going in the seals. You won't make it. <laughs> I had enough of that. So anyway, I would sit there and then hear him talk. Oh, boy. That's a... Now, then when my mama come, he ain't looking at nobody because my mama knocked the daylights out of him. But see, this starts when you're around environments. Spirits are gathered around environments where they are evil. Uh, spirit of error in theological seminars and studies. There are theologians don't even believe that tongues, they say tongues have ceased. That's not, that spirit of error, we're going to deal with that. But let's go back to the perverse spirit. The perverse means to twist or to take off the nat natural course of things. The scriptural reference to this is in James uh, chapter 1, verse 13 through 15. James chapter 1 verse 13 through 15. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fulfilled, grows and brings forth to death and demons. Every sin that mankind commits begin as a thought. Satan drops an evil thought into our mind. And if it is not rejected, if it's not rejected, the rejected thought will grow and become a really crystal clear sin to take place within you. Sin and evil begins in the mind as a result of the inner desires of the incantation of the heart that are not subject to the word of God and the Holy Ghost. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, according to Matthew chapter 15, verse 19 through 20. Matthew chapter 15, verse 19 through 20. If evil thought patterns are not interpreted and cast down and willfully accepted, and brought into the obedience of Christ, these demons can take effect and twist your mind and to pervert you to do things that you don't want to do. It will drop a thought into someone's mind and encourage that person to act on what it actually says to the heart. Any thought that is not cast down and bring into subjection to the word of God will immediately begin to build a stronghold in your mind. The imaginations and the fantasies that are allowed to remain begin to build walls stronger and taller every day until there is a rationalization that these things aren't really happening and all of a sudden you can't control yourself because now the spirit of perversion has set up a strong wall within you called a stronghold. You know, the guys will look at the woman Man, boy, she look. And see, when I was young, I followed those guys. And I know I'm to start doing it. Let a, let a guy walk walk past by here to go back and look. That's lost. Where did he get that from? He didn't get it from the Bible. 
He got his two traditions of being on earth with a fleshly men. Now let's deal with this one here. And most, all the politicians, all of them, Republican, Democrat, Dixie, I don't care, none of them, all of them have this here lying spirit, all of them. This is a spirit that is marked by the contents of fleshhood. The spirit causes people to doubt their salvation, that their prayer language is not valid, and that God would not hear them, supply their needs, or protect them. These lies are the devil and lead people to believe that they are powerless. This is the device of the enemy. Creating is another form of deception, cheating and deceptive ones through thoughts to tell you that God is not going to be with you. You ain't going to be able to pay your taxes. How are you going to get your bill paid? That's a lying spirit talking to you. First Kings 22, 22, God dealt with a lying spirit. Don't allow a lying spirit to control your thoughts, to tell you that God cannot meet your needs, to tell you that God is not going to be there for you. See, you can quote that and use Philippians 419, and my God should meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. You can flip that. Don't let a lying spirit lie to you. Don't let somebody tell you something about the Bible they can't show you in the Bible. You see, you got to know the word. You got to know the word. Now, let's deal with this one. Now, a lot of people go through this. This is a spirit of heaviness. The Hebrew word for the spirit is yours. This is the same word used for spiritual life and being include God. It is used also for breath and air. It does not mean feeling or attitude. Heaviness is described as the effect of a plague darkness and a demeaned eye in old age of a heavy spirit. Scripture reference to counteract this spirit of heaviness comes through Isaiah 61. The spirit of praise can counteract heaviness. Heaviness does not bring joy. Heaviness brings depression. Heaviness brings anxiety. It opens up the door to fear, loneliness, and then you'll start suppressing your, your, your feelings by wanting to go smoke a cigarette or go take a drink or go do something, go, go eat. And before you know it, you, you're dealing with gluttony. Heaviness becomes real to us when there has been a failure of faith somehow in our lives or when we have ignored the need for repentance of our part. Heaviness prevents our lives from having the peace that we are supposed to have through Christ. He said, peace I give unto you. But heaviness robs that. Stand fast in the liberty where in Christ that made us free and be not entangled again with the what? Yoke of bondage? Well, heaviness is bondage. The Lord says in 1 Peter 5, 7, to cast your care upon him. If you're in heaviness, you can't do 1 Peter 5, 7. Impossible. Bible says we walk not by sight, but by faith, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. If you heaviness, you ain't going to be able to walk on faith because you're heavy. You're burdened down in the soul. Now, you got a body, mind, soul, and spirit. Demons attack the soul. Demons attack the soul. You have a body, mind, soul, and spirit. They attack the soul. Heaviness, burden. How am I going to pay this bill? Well, the Bible says, trust in the Lord of all thy heart. 
lean not to thy own understanding. And then he says he should direct thy path. Proverbs 3 5. He says that. He says it in Proverbs 3 5. He also says in Habakkuk, in Habakkuk chapter 2 4, that the just shall live by faith. So when heaviness is coming upon you, if you're spirit filled, and if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would advise that you counterattack that by speaking in the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us to pray ye in the Holy Ghost. That is when you are counteracting the enemy, when you are dealing with uh, the spirit of heaviness. Now, this spirit enters into me, got into me as a young age, as a young man. And uh, I experienced a lot of whoredoms uh, in the Catholic Church. And I'm not knocking the Catholic Church. I'm telling you what I saw. I was born Catholic. They sprinkled me. I wasn't baptized when I was 47 years old, and I was baptized in the Jordan in Israel, thank God. But I was sprinkled into Catholicism. And the things that I saw in the Roman Catholic Church, I would have never known what a good pastor is if I saw one. Because after the church is over with, you got the priest drinking. They're playing bingo, smoking a cigarette. Then you got nuns upstairs changing clothes. Then you see a priest going to the other room, and the nuns sneak around the corner in the back of there. Everybody know what's going on. That's whoredom in the church. It's a spirit. Not only is it in the church, it's in each individual that may have opened up the door. Child molestation can open up a door to people who's been traumatized, man. And God can heal that. The Lord can heal that. The Lord can heal it. Yes, he can. All these things I'm saying, the Lord can heal now. We're just telling you all you need to know about demons. We're going to show you how to get them out. And we're going to show you how to pray them out. Amen. We got the victory now. This manifestation is hortimus in scripture of Hosea chapter 5 verse 4. They do not direct their deeds toward turning, turning to their God. For the spirit of harlotry is in their midst, and they do not know the Lord. The Hortum spirit is part of Jezebel's network of evil spirits. Jeru mentioned the Hortums and witchcraft of Jezebel in 2 Kings 9.22. Now it happens when Jeru saw Jeru that he said, Peace, Jeru? So he answered, What peace? As long as the Hallet Jezebel, there is no peace. Her witchcraft are so many. Jezebel whoredoms include adultery, fornication, prostitution, sexual sins, sins of all sorts, bondage to sin, orgies. Whoredoms also refer to betrayal of faithfulness, breaking vows, prostitution of self for others, for advancements, for drugs, money, sex. This is the spirit of whoredom. And a lot of people have to get uh, delivered from this. Okay, uh, how much time we got? We got a little bit more time. Now we're going to move with the spirit of infirmity, which is sickness. Infirmity means to be made weak, and it can manifest through any physical, mental, or emotional lack of holiness. It could be any lint disorder of the body, weakness, feebleness, cancer, Female problems, fatigue, fever, allergies, sinus problems, 
blood pressure problems, arthritis, heart disease, diabetes, untimely deaths, and mental illness. Scripture reference to this is Luke chapter 13, verse 11 through 13. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could not no way rise herself up. But when she saw Jesus and he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. Now, T.D. Jakes flipped this and say, woman, thou are loose. That ain't in the Bible. And, 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 and the woman wasn't loose from being a woman. She was loose from being sick. So the T.D. Jakes thing, the woman thou are loose, that's piss and dung. Second Kings 18.27, that's foolishness. Woman, you are uh, loose from your infirmity. And he said, his hand on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. God healed her. We choose to accept Christ as our Savior, and we must choose to be healed. Because salvation and healing are accomplishment works that we have. We have a person who can heal us, which is Christ Jesus through our faith, Many people don't believe that we can get healed. And really, many people don't believe that there are demonic spirits. Now, the deaf, dumb spirit blocks you from hearing God. That's a real rough one, the deaf, dumb spirit. And we're going to pick up with that next week on the deaf, dumb spirit. Now, i got a couple of minutes, and I'm going to give you some scriptures on demons in the bible and we still got to deal with seducing spirits we got to deal with the spirit of antichrist we got to deal with the spirit of fear and we got to deal with the spirit of bondage we got a lot to cover and we're going to stop here with the deaf dumb spirit but i would like to give you scriptures related to the devil and his demons so that you can use it on them the Bible does not want us to be afraid of the devil. God did not give us a spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1.7, but of power and of a sound mind. So take these scriptures to use against the devil when he's attacking you. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 17. There shall no more offer sacrifices to demons, after whom they have played the harlot. This shall be a statute forever for them throughout their generation. The, fact, the sacrifices of demons, not to God. To gods, they do not know. To new gods, new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. Deuteronomy 32.17 Then he appointed for himself priests for the high places, for the demons and their calf idols, which he made. Second Chronicles 11.15 they even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. Psalms 106.37 Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And he won the temptation. He defeated the devil. He has stripped him from his power. He only gets power when you give him power in your life. Whatever you open up your life to, you give that to him. You have a choice. And God does not want us to open up any doors to the enemy. Then we see that Jesus was led by the Spirit to deal with the devil. And you got to be the same way as Jesus. That's in Matthew 
chapter 4, verse 1. Greater than he that is in me than he that is in the world. Demons are real. They want your emotional state. They want to keep you in an emotional trauma. They want to traumatize you. They want to harass you. They want to tempt you. James uh, 1, uh, 14 says uh, entice. They love to entice. They can entice you through the TV. They can entice you through your eyes. Now, if your eyes got a problem looking at different women, you got a lust spirit. And some of these spirits are very, very difficult to get out of people because they've been uh, in them for so long, and I'm, I'm seeing that. The Bible says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Demons love to entice. Now, How to get delivered, if you want to really get delivered from spirits, from evil spirits, one, you got to be honest with yourself. Do I really want to get rid of this thing? And some people like certain sins. And I'm not here to judge you or tell you which one you're sin. I got my problem. You work on yours, let me work on mine. But you have to be humble in the eyesight of God. You have to be honest. Be honest with yourself. Do I really want to get free with it? Because a lot of people say they want to get free with some things, and they go right back again, and they do it again. So don't do yourself like do yourself like that. Confess your faith in Christ, according to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Confess any known sins by yourself or by your ancestors. Repent of all your sins, according to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. Break with the occult, curses, and secret societies. If you're a Freemason, get get out of it. You can't be no Freemason and be no Christian. You also have to forgive others and expel demons out. Now, why some people can't really get deliverance? Because of a lack of repentance, lack of, of desperation. They may have the wrong motives, self-centered failure to break away or certain things that uh, you like that you say you want to break away and you can't because you're double-minded, failure to uh, cut off evil, binding, soulless relationships, failure to break a curse, failure to confess specific sins. Now, see, if you're doing that, that can't get no deliverance. That That can mess you up. You have to forgive others, Matthew 5, 23, Isaiah 59, 1, 2 says he can't even hear what you're saying, man. You really hurt yourself when you don't forgive. I have to forgive people. I'm not in the business for hate. I'm not in the business for hate. Now, I hate evil. I hate racism, which is a spirit. It is not a person. We're going to deal with other spirits. I want to thank Brother Rodriguez. Uh, a baker for helping me please break away from the cult there's a lot of people out here that's in the Ouija boards horoscopes hey man that stuff is not God Christians don't need to be, be dealing with that you know God ain't called you to be into no cult look what we read with the witch of Endor here come King Saul going to a medium trying to pull up Samuel 
Don't let the devil do that because it doesn't work. It's very dangerous. Stay away from that. I want to thank Brother Rodriguez Baker for helping me in this room. Check our hearts daily. That's right. Man, search your heart. Look at you. Deal with you because tomorrow is not promised for me. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. So we need to thank the God before you go to bed. Don't let your wrath go upon you. Don't quench the spirit. Don't hate nobody. Stay away from concentration and stay the hell out of politics. Any born-again sanctified Christian, get out of that mess. It violates 1 Timothy 1.10. It slanders the person, degrades the person, say negative things, not true, it's mudslinging. God didn't call people to do that to cause a solution, to work out a solution with the problems. We got idiots in the Congress right now. The spirit of racism is very prevalent in America, violence in America, killings in America, tribal warfare, blacks killing blacks. That's tribal warfare. And don't give the devil no place, Ephesians 4.27. Don't give him no place. The Bible says don't give the devil no place, Ephesians 4.27. Don't let him come into your life. Don't let him sneak in. Watch. Look what your One thing about Brother Baker that I, I wish the brother was on the phone. He take care, he raises his children. He do communion with his children. Uh, uh, do communion with your children. But I don't tell people about their children because that's not my job. But on the radio, I can tell people who are members here, teach your children. Be aware of what places before your eyes. The eyes is the window of the soul. Watch what you like. Watch what you look at. Protect yourself. Wants to bless us. And the devil wants to do the opposite. May the Lord be a blessing to all of you. I really enjoyed tonight's teaching. Continue to sow a seed. I want to thank Brother Rodriguez Baker, him and his wife, for sowing a seed. They help us. Brother Sammy Osley, him and his future wife, they uh, helped me. Sister Durden helped me. Sister Sheeta didn't help me. Deborah Marshall. Uh, helped me. Uh, my sister in Canada, she sent some money. She helped me. Uh, I'm grateful because if it wasn't for these people sending, I wouldn't be on air, man. You know, the devil don't want this type of doctrine coming out. I'm teaching people about things you can't see, but you need equipment to see them. It's called discerning of the Holy Spirit. You've got to get discernment. Deliverance ministry is really real. It deals with evil forces. And people don't like this ministry. They didn't like Jesus doing it. But this is the only ministry that can help you get out of bondage with evil and evil spirits are real. This is why Jesus cast them out throughout all of the Bible. It's real. God bless you. Sow a seed. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com. And when we get back in America, it's going to be seven, four, five, seven shows a night. We're going to be running it 9 o'clock in the morning, live broadcast, 9, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock. We're going to be rolling it in the United States. That's home base for this ministry. We're going to be leaving here in Jamaica, and we'll be bringing the word of God back. Please sow a seed. That will enhance this ministry for Jesus Christ's purposes. Please do so. Do it as unto the Lord. Don't do it for me. 
do it as whatever you do. You don't supposed to do anything for a person. You're supposed to do it for the Lord. Colossians 3:17 and 23. Go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left hand side of the PayPal icon, and you can sow a seed there, and it is a secure site. Also, go to livedeliverance.com. And look at the top, you'll see where it says, Go Fund Me and Sow a Seed. I want to thank Rodrigo Baker, one of the future uh, pastors that will run this radio station if I pass away. Sultine Baker, God bless. God bless you and thank you for helping me. God bless all the listening audience. God bless the United States of America. God bless all United States troops. I want to give a shout out to the United States Navy, United States Marine Corps, the United States Army. United States Coast Guard, the most powerful military in the world. You don't want to mess the United States military. Don't try it. Don't try it. You do not want to mess with the U.S. military. God bless all U.S. soldiers, veterans, and those who serve this country of America. God bless. Shalom to you, and good night.